2: Within weeks of opening her medical clinic, Dr. Kathleen Holland had seven infants who stopped breathing and had seizures severe enough to require emergency resuscitation in her office, considerably more than what most pediatricians see in an entire year. When one of the children died, local health officials demanded answers. Kerrville, Texas is a quiet little community just an hour's drive from San Antonio. Although Kerrville is primarily a retirement community, Dr. Kathleen Holland saw a business opportunity. She opened what was only the second pediatric clinic in Kerrville. Reed and Patty McClellan were excited by the prospect of a female pediatrician
0: coming to town. A lot of mothers do want to take their kids, particularly if it's a girl, to a a female doctor. And this was a young doctor, a progressive doctor, um, somebody that seemed to kind of breathe a fresh, a little bit of fresh air into the medical community there and had training in the latest techniques.
2: The McClellan's daughter, Chelsea, was one of Dr. Holland's first patients when she opened her practice in 1982. Chelsea was 15 months old.
3: Chelsea arrived on the very first day of practice. Mom called, reporting that she was breathing funny and had done so again previously two months ago.
2: Just moments after Dr. Holland finished the evaluation, Chelsea stopped breathing and had to be rushed by ambulance to the Sid Peterson Memorial Hospital. There, emergency room doctors revived Chelsea. But tests could not reveal what caused the incident. Just one month later... Chelsea visited Dr. Holland's office again, this time for a routine vaccination. After being given the shot, Chelsea stopped breathing, turned blue, and had a seizure. Once again, the child was rushed to Peterson Memorial Hospital, where she was stabilized. Later that day, Chelsea was taken by ambulance to San Antonio to be evaluated by specialists. Dr. Holland was following the ambulance in her own car. Along the way, Chelsea went into cardiac arrest. The ambulance pulled off the road so Dr. Holland could assist in the resuscitation.
3: I jumped into the ambulance and started doing uh, CPR and asked them where the closest facility was, which was comfort. And so we pulled into the closest facility. and. Unfortunately, she did not respond to all of the efforts uh, to bring her back. And so after about 20 minutes or more in the hospital, as well as all of the the efforts en route, um, she was pronounced dead.
2: The autopsy concluded that Chelsea died of cardiac arrest attributed to sudden infant death syndrome, which usually occurs in
0: children under one year of age. Chelsea had been premature and had some breathing problems at birth, but by all accounts, medical accounts, she had outgrown that problem. And um, SIDS is something that afflicts kids who are younger. I mean, certainly doctors can speak about that more authoritatively, but in you know, general, you don't have kids dying of SIDS at the age of 15 months.
2: Over the next several weeks, Dr. Holland had more emergencies. A 5-month-old girl started choking and was unable to breathe. And she, too, had to be rushed to the hospital. A few days later, yet another child had a seizure which required emergency treatment. In the first month of practice, Dr. Holland had seven children who suddenly and unexpectedly stopped breathing, had seizures, and required emergency hospitalization.
0: Some of them were life threatening ambulances coming in on more than a weekly basis that was totally astonishing it was totally unprecedented in kerrville where they don't even have very many young families with children so ultimately um, other doctors who were just watching this blizzard of activity got very suspicious and started
2: asking questions and those suspicions led medical investigators to reopen their inquiry into chelsea mcclellan's death In the first month of practice, Dr. Kathleen Holland had seven children who experienced seizures and breathing problems in her office, severe enough to require hospitalization. One of those patients, 15-month-old Chelsea McClellan, died of cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital. Administrators at Peterson Memorial Hospital asked Dr. Holland to attend a formal meeting to discuss the situation.
3: I was considered a prime suspect and my practice obviously fell back as a result. Um, it drained, put a great strain on my marriage at the time um, and financially things were falling apart.
2: During the meeting, Dr. Holland reviewed each of the cases for the committee. She said all of the incidents could be explained by the children's medical histories.
3: Chelsea was born premature and had a history of breathing problems, even before coming to me.
2: One member of the committee asked Dr. Holland if she used the drug succinylcholine in her practice. Succinylcholine is a powerful muscle relaxant which can cause respiratory failure in large doses. It's so powerful, it's sometimes used in lethal injections for executions. Dr. Holland said she had a vial in her office but had never used it. They also asked Dr. Holland if she trusted her employees. Dr. Holland said she did. That night, after office hours, Dr. Holland spoke with her nurse, Janine Jones. Dr. Holland described Jones's behavior that night as suspicious.
3: There was a lull in the conversation and the next thing she said was, oh, by the way, I found that missing vial of succinylcholine. And I said, what missing vial of succinylcholine? I told you before. I lost a vial of succinylcholine and ordered a replacement for it. And I found the missing bottle, so now we have two vials.
2: Dr. Holland suspected It was more than a mere coincidence that her nurse mentioned the exact same drug doctors asked her about in the meeting. The next morning, Dr. Holland went to the refrigerator and found the two vials of succinylcholine. Both appeared to be full, but in one of the caps, she noticed two tiny needle marks.
3: And at that point in time, my whole world collapsed. And I remember being emotionally just in turmoil that morning, just absolutely in turmoil.
2: Dr. Holland immediately turned the vials over to the
4: authorities. Dr. Holland was within our circle of suspicion. Uh, Dr. Holland was very defensive in our investigation uh, because she felt that as the captain of the ship, so to speak, that she was responsible for this child's death. And bear in mind at that time she was anticipating a flood of lawsuits from the parents. Janine Jones
2: was also under suspicion. Jones was a 33-year-old licensed vocational nurse divorced with two children who had come to Kerrville after leaving a job in a pediatric intensive care unit in San Antonio. The two vials of succinylcholine were sent to the forensic lab for testing. Although the vial with the two needle holes appeared to be full, tests indicated that 80% of the vial had been filled with water. A large dose of succinylcholine could have caused Chelsea McClellan's death.
4: Unfortunately, it was considered to be untraceable it's the type of drug that after injection into the body it rapidly disappears and it's not traceable in its original form because succinylcholine is made up of succinic acid and choline which are natural elements in the human body and without hard scientific evidence all investigators
2: had were dr holland's suspicions and janine jones denials District Attorney Ron Sutton was beginning to suspect that 15-month-old Chelsea McClellan and some of the other children in Dr. Holland's pediatric clinic had been intentionally injected with succinylcholine, a powerful muscle relaxant.
4: Every child who is of a non-talking age that came into this clinic with a potentially serious medical problem suddenly had a seizure. A vial of succinylcholine in Dr. Holland's office appeared
2: to be full, but had two needle holes in the cap and had been refilled with water. The prime suspect was Dr. Holland's nurse, Janine Jones, since she was in the ambulance with Chelsea McClellan when she went into cardiac arrest and died. While all this was going on in Kerrville, there were similar suspicions about Janine Jones in San Antonio. Just one year earlier, death rates rose dramatically in the pediatric intensive care unit at Bear County Hospital while Janine Jones was working there. Dr. Vincent DeMaio, the chief medical examiner for Bear County, heard suspicions about Janine Jones from some of his medical colleagues.
0: After a while, it became common knowledge, and it
4: became a uh, kind of a morbid joke that if you were going to have deaths in the pediatric care unit, it was always on the shift that Janine Jones
2: was working. Dr. DeMaio passed this information on to Deputy District Attorney Nick Rothy, who discovered that the death rates dropped as soon as Janine Jones left the hospital. We could tell
1: that when Jones left, those peak numbers dropped immediately. The the month she left, the, the day after she left, things just leveled out and stayed level. They were level going in and then just peaked right there.
2: Officials in San Antonio called in the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, the premier medical investigation agency in the world. Dr. Gregory Istree was the epidemiologist assigned to analyze the death rates in the intensive care unit. The fact that the deaths appear to have been declining in the late 1970s, in 1980, early 1981, and then seemed to go up again in 1981, 82. And the fact that that increase was almost exclusively on the evening shift, or in the evening hours, um, made us think that there really was something unusual that was going on there. The rise in the intensive care death rates coincided with the dates Janine Jones worked there, and Jones worked the 3 to 11 shift. But there were more than 200 individuals who passed through the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit. Doctors, nurses, aides, ward clerks, therapists, technicians, and medical residents. Dr. Istri began his investigation by assigning each employee a number. He charted which of the 200 individuals were on duty at the time of the 30 suspicious deaths and the 50 or so unexplained medical emergencies. Nurse 32 had a significant and quite extraordinarily high risk of death to patients when Nurse 32 was working compared to when Nurse 32 was not working. In fact, uh, that risk was 10 times higher. And the identity of Nurse number 32, Nurse 32 was Janine Jones prosecutors found evidence that supervisors in the intensive care unit strongly suspected Janine Jones was somehow
4: involved in these mysterious deaths. So they conducted a study, uh, began to focus on Janine Jones, but decided what to do would be to eliminate the LVNs from the staff and only staff the unit with registered nurses, thus getting Janine out of the picture. Uh, Dr. Holland asked hospital staff down there if Janine would be a good choice for her to ask to come to Kerbill with her, and they said yes, that she would be a good choice and a good nurse for her. Therefore, San Antonio got rid of Janine, sent her to Kirby. The suspicious deaths in the intensive care unit
2: stopped after Janine Jones left. And the incidents mysteriously resurfaced in the medical practice where Jones was next employed. Prosecutors were convinced that 15-month-old Chelsea McClellan had been murdered by an intentional injection of succinylcholine a powerful muscle relaxant. But they had no way to prove it, since there were no toxicology tests sensitive enough to find succinylcholine in the human body. But prosecutors heard about a forensic scientist in Philadelphia, Dr. Frederick Readers, who was conducting research on drugs like succinylcholine. Chelsea McClellan's autopsy samples were sent to Dr. Reeder's who took them to the Karolinska Institute in Sweden. There, an experimental protocol permitted Chelsea's tissues to be analyzed with gas chromatography. This process heats and separates the various molecules in the samples, then measures the speed at which they separate from one another. In a scientific first, Traces of succinylcholine were discovered in Chelsea McClellan's embalmed tissues. We have
4: the hypothesis of our finding that we are reasonably certain that this child was administered succinylcholine at or around the time of her death, or, the, or at or around the time of her onset of the symptoms and signs
2: that then led to her death. Janine Jones was charged with the murder of Chelsea McClellan and pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors believe that Janine Jones first injected Chelsea McClellan with succinylcholine in the examining room while Dr. Holland was busy with Chelsea's mother and later injected Chelsea again in the ambulance causing her death. The discovery of succinylcholine in Chelsea McClellan's tissues, the diluted vial with the needle holes found in Dr. Holland's office, and the fact that Janine Jones was alone with each of the infants at the time of their seizures all told a story. The last
1: witness, I believe, that testified in the in the Kerrville case in Georgetown testified that she went up to Janine standing outside of Sid Peterson Hospital. And Janine had said, you know, what this place needs, or at some point she said, is that what this place needs is a pediatric intensive care unit. And uh, and obviously she would want to be the head nurse. And this other person said, I think it was another nurse, said, well, but Janine, we don't have any critically ill children like that out here. And Janine said,
2: Yes, you do, you just need to know, go out and find them. On February 16, 1984, Janine Jones was found guilty of the murder of Chelsea McClellan by injection of succinylcholine and was sentenced to 99 years in prison. In a later trial, Janine Jones was also convicted of one count of injury to a child while working at Bear County Hospital in San Antonio specifically for injecting an infant with 22,000 units of heparin, a near fatal dose. For that crime, Janine Jones was sentenced to an additional 60 years in prison. What had
1: happened, what Janine was doing was injecting these children with a drug called heparin, and which is a blood thinner, and and because it's a blood thinner, these children's little wounds wouldn't coagulate, and consequently, they started oozing Uh, blood from all
2: these stick marks janine jones began creating havoc in the intensive care unit in san antonio because of what prosecutors believe was her contempt for some of the doctors and registered nurses who worked there but
1: she was still an lvn she didn't have the education they had and she wasn't going to go as far as they were going to go
2: and i think she resented that and when janine jones left san antonio she continued her rampage in Kerrville.
0: There's so many people that, that could have indeed stopped Janine Jones at some point, could have done the right thing and failed to do it. And it's really a story about the medical um, bureaucracy. It's a story about um, medical politics. Um, it's a story about institutions that fail to do what they should do for all the wrong reasons, um, that, that are afraid of bad publicity and scandal. Um, and litigation, and so allowed Janine Jones to go off and, and harm kids in and Kerrville and murder Chelsea McClellan. That's what makes it a, 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 ter- a, a truly tragic tale. Despite a broken marriage,
2: numerous lawsuits, and near bankruptcy, Dr. Holland stayed in Kerrville, Texas to rebuild her practice. She says it has taken years to regain the trust of the community.
3: I found myself at rock bottom, but I knew I hadn't, I knew I hadn't participated in that crime, and I knew that, and I knew God knew that, and I just made a decision that I wasn't going to quit, and I wasn't going to leave, I I had nothing to run from.